This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Thank you. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. They never said the Sykes podcast was too much. Who knows more about music than us? The Sykes is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkler pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you know from DC, you probably don't know what Sykes is. And it's no shit. Hood niggas, Zaza, what I'm chiefing. Plot twist. Party on my body, Valencian sneakers. Who knew I was going to be a Santana stand? Bitch, keep it player. Wow. Oh, are we recording now? <laughs> I pressed the button, sis. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a, it's a, it's a new year. But we still giving the same gift, so. <laughs> Time don't mean anything. It don't feel like a new year yet. I'm going to wait till Febs. Yeah, you know that's my judge muse. Like, I don't give Miss January too much. January is the, is the month that I dress and rest. Because the previous year don't live here no more. <laughs> so She said these girls don't I like really be chilling. The year starts... <laughs> what you say? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said on the movie. She said these girls don't know they cooch from a hole in the wall. <laughs> she was upset for no reason. I do not want to be like that when I grow up, but I do want to dress and rest. But I say you like that now. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm already her shit. That's the gooptina of it all. <laughs> Gooptish. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been gooping me, for instance. ALT. Wow. Yeah, R.I.P. Y'all like the legends is um getting up out of here, and I don't like it. The people are pooching, and there's nobody that's fine enough to replace them. When we get big and start doing like awards, our like montage of all of the legends that have left is gonna be called "People Who Pooched." <laughs> <laughs> People who pooch. It's going to be sad because the list's going to be long. I don't Ooh, like that. Long out. Ugh. I don't like that. Legend, stop dying. Hold, give us a minute. It's still a pandemic. We still stress and sad. Like, let, just give us a minute, dolls. <laughs> like, take a break from passing. Yeah. I seen a tweet the other day. was like, um, nah, the white people got to come off somebody because the blacks losing our legends at a rapid pace. It's real bad. I mean, they, somebody gonna say, somebody gonna say, bury me in a little counter days. <laughs> <laughs> that is not funny. You cannot wish death upon the girls. <laughs> like, how bury a uh, Marlo get in there? He don't bother nobody. Yeah, how I get in there? <laughs> <laughs> my life suspended. <laughs> it's my life suspended. They try to suspend bury me in a little line. That's <laughs> 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 We're not two minutes into the cast and I'm falling out. Now they trying to spin my sis line. Burn, can you hear us? Very <laughs> <laughs> bad low couch your days is funny. <laughs> so the, the Andre Leon's Holly passing is just 
so many things because one, it's like we're saying because this is like a true legend, a true giant, literally and figuratively. And it's also like the shade of it all because Vogue, which a lot of outlets do have done previously is when somebody big dies, they call the social media manager, no matter what time it is and say, pause them tweets, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Vogue did not pause them tweets and we getting all the juice about what's going on and we, and just like that. And, and, um, when if Paltrow and goop and it just showed disrespect. Um, we didn't even get a statement from Anna till like almost noon. And you know, the girls, especially for the caliber of and the and the level of where he stood in fashion, not just fashion, but also in vogue. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before, have we not mused that they be having the girls working overnight to get obituary and stuff together. So first thing in the morning, something is up and out and that didn't happen. And so it really just showed where Andre stands with um, Vogue and Anna and the rest of the dolls. Um, I did not like Edward Innafool's little one sentence tribute. Um, I did not like Vanessa Friedman's one sentence tribute. She's, Um, She's actually very nasty. Vanessa Freeman? Yeah, she said something else, like, regarding this, um, because, you know, Ruigi from Rue is about to take over Bally's. He's going mm-hmm. over Bally's or whatever. And she said something like, fashion's dipping their toe into streetwear or streetwear's incessant need to be part of fashion or something like that. And the people were reading her on Twitter because it was basically downplaying the mark that streetwear has had on the fashion industry with girl everybody trying to look like that now and black that so it was racist basically it it's not racist um it's not racist i wish i could find exactly what she said but it was in bad taste and it was after the um the no i I seen the tweet you talking about the the traditional fashion girls are sick of streetwear and they sick of streetwear being seen as like high streetwear fashion, yeah, because you know the fashion girls they their thing is construction and and you know all of those things and like to be fair a beautiful coat and a hoodie not the same and the fact that everything is becoming a hoodie is if you come from the place of where Vanessa Freeman come from, of like days of fashion, you're gonna you're gonna read. So I just didn't like it because I hmm. I looked at her a certain kind of way anyway, because of the Andre Leon Talley thing in this instance. So that following up just really irked my nerves as well. Not even to uplift streetwear, like I don't mm-hmm. care that much. But it's a it's a mer- like it's a melting pot of style right now. Everybody looked the fucking same, and that's not mm-hmm. nobody's fault. So she can't be too upset at the streetwear girls for being streetwear when Celine and fucking Phoebe Philo and all of the like actual high end girls are making hoodies and shit too. And, like, but that's the thing. Everybody is like, why is the world going to streetwear? I don't know. You know, I don't. 
wear sweatpants and hoodies. Um, so, <laughs> and I don't the Vanessa Freeman of the cast. So I am. I don't like. I remember when Corey will tell you. I remember when Wang first came out, and it was just like regular regular pants and tanks coming down the runway, and I was pissed. I was like, why are we wasting our time looking at this show? Ha! I can see you being upset. Where are the garments? <laughs> I, I'm a garments girl. Like, don't be showing, don't be having no, and like, just and from my time when I was at um, Tory Burch, was when I really got to see how you, you're building out a fashion show. Um, just because I was in product management or whatever, and I worked within a creative team and um, credentials. And uh, <laughs> the resume. I'm like, y'all, y'all do all this work, all this stress for tank tops and sweatpants. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. People think that Alexander Wang is very polarizing anyway because of stuff like that. I mean, well, he was one of the first girls to really be doing all of that. Yeah. So it was like groundbreaking at the time, but I could see the the use and the Vanessa Freeman's being upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. But wishing the girls the best. But back to Andre. Um mm-hmm. uh, and the third and the third thing is is it's it's a lot because he this is what happens when you give the white girls your life. And they leave I don't understand head. how that happens. I think that it's just going to be really interesting that a lot of the people are going to fake the funk now and act like shit was cool when it wasn't. And a lot of people are not, and it's going to even be more of an insult to injury that they aren't uplifting his name when he did so much for that world. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a sad state of affairs because I couldn't even tell who was being genuine and who wasn't. And I couldn't help but look at everybody in the industry sideways. Cause mm-hmm. even Mark Jacobs, I love Mark Jacobs. He ain't never done nothing wrong to me. I ain't never had nothing bad to say about that lady in her life. But mm-hmm. even his little like diatribe about his time with, with Andre and how much he impacted his life and all that. And I was like, well, when he was almost homeless, why he couldn't stay with you? Or when he was almost homeless, why didn't you help him out? Like there were things that just didn't make sense in the timeline of his career through his passing. And I'm just like, well, all these people showing all of this love now, but there was an actual moment in time, not that long ago where months ago. Yeah, literally it was like, I feel like it was within the pandemic. I don't know what year it is. It was. It was a few months ago. Yeah, and that was. it just came out that Andre wasn't doing so well financially. And whether that was because of him or outstanding circumstances, it didn't seem like the girls were rallying around him. Mm-hmm. So it just made me look at everybody like, well, what is it giving? I want a constant quest to find out what it's giving. So don't give me an excuse to dig deeper. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bad John. It's 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 truly a bad John. And um, you know, I I kept thinking today. I hope he did not in his last days that he. I hope he was in good spirits mm-hmm. because the documentary was very sad. Everybody should definitely watch it. It's very sad. Um, and you know, he just he he just seemed so lonely. Yeah. And it's weird because before the documentary, that's not what I got from him. 
Mm-mm. I didn't ever feel like he was having a bad time. I never felt like it was anything wrong. He seemed like he lit up the room and he was the light of the party all the time. Mm-hmm. But then come to find out. And it just goes to show that you really never know what niggas are going through. It ever. ever. And that is so crazy because you look at people like Andre Leontale, you like, you getting into all of the shows, you work in the rooms, you are with the people, you interviewing, you doing all of the things. And then it's like, where's the money at behind it? It's just like, they were mismanaging that. What? Mm-hmm. And why nobody was jumping to give him jobs once he left Vogue? It's just, and I think that... That was Anna. You know that was Anna. Mm-hmm. He probably think- kept them hushed and was <laughs> like, Mm-mm. Anna worse than Parkwood, she got the videos taken down. She said, nope, you will not see Beyonce fall down these steps. You will not give Andre a job. And <laughs> I think happened. I promise you, I swear. I swear to God, I think that's what happened. And I think also, too, like, as somebody that, like, really came up obsessed with fashion, like, watched Fashion Network with Tim... Uh, was it not Tim Blake's and behind the velvet rope and like all them kind of shows? Not Tim Blake's. What was his name? The chubby British guy. Um, you know, and then like working in the industry and varying capacities. Come on, varying capacities. Stephanie's trying to let y'all know that she has a job. Yeah, because I oh his name was Tim Blake's. Okay, I know I wasn't crazy. Um, for me, him passing away is really sad because he's also one of the last people in the industry that remind me of why I love fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Because everybody that was in it was so fucking smart. Yeah. Like the way they would talk about a collection and be like, I found this book by such and such an author and the imagery from this book. And you're like, oh my God, you know, where now the girls just be just giving you garments. But there there was such a, and I'm not saying you gotta be like this academic person. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just about, you can tell when somebody is curious, you know, because- because the perspective of whatever they produce just has this level of quality because mm-hmm. this person is always like, oh, I want to know this thing. I want to understand this thing. Like, you know, I'll be telling you I'll find out about something and then I'll be on YouTube for like three days just like watching videos about it. Like, Me, that, that is all from, that's how that's how I seen the fashion girls and they would talk about how they ascended in the industry. They're like, I just read mad books. I just like watched a bunch of fucking movies. I just, sat and talked to people and Andre is from that era and we won't see legends like that again because the fashion girls of today are not constant students I think that you can say that about everything entertainment in general art in general I feel like the people don't give what it used to give it's just not the the passion isn't there anymore. And I think that there are some really, st- there's still really some smart people in the industry. There's some people who care and all of that, but like the majority of the girls, getting t-shirts made that say that, the majority of the girls don't <laughs> care that much. It's about them more so than the art form. Right, they're just doing it to do. And there's no historical nothing 
connecting it, behind it, uplifting it, uh, you know, balancing it, rooting it. And you need that in order to really like tell stories. And I think that's what fashion is about, whether it's the garments you're making or the editorial you're shooting. It's like, how are you telling the story? And that's why I think about it, Muse. When's the last time we seen a photo shoot that like is iconic and the girls are going to, like in the teenagers now, when they're our age, going to be like, yo, remember that shoot or remember that collection? Like, you know how we can, we talk about like, oh, remember that collection from like the, remember the, the Mark Jacobs Louis Vuitton nurse collection? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like. I still want one of them masks. It's time to wear them. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it's like but even that niggas don't know. in a collection like that where yeah. people will reference it. And I feel like the people the the trickle down of fashion into our lives, even our peers, I don't know that many people outside of our our group is expansive, honestly, but outside of our group of friends, I don't know a bunch of people who can like list off the shows, the collections, the years, the, 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 the references, like it's just a different language that we speak. And that's not a pat on the back at all. It's just that I wish that I knew more people like that. Because and the gag is all of them people be like, oh, why can't I break into the industry? Da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, because back in the days, if whoever you're working for or want to work for don't see that you got this crazy knowledge bank, they're not going to fool with you. They're not going to fool with you. You have to have the knowledge bank. Like, there is no way you're going to walk up in here and they and they ask you, oh, do you remember the XYXYZ show? And you like, huh? Right. You, baby, you DOA. Goodbye. Go home. Yeah, it's given next. <laughs> Go back to the hometown, sweetie. <laughs> Ooh, a show. Oh, listen. We'll be watching some episodes tonight once we finish recording. I love um, HGTV. And Magnolia is, DIY Network is now Magnolia. Smell fresh, cut Magnolia. Shout out to Leon Bridge. Good music. But, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. Rest in peace, Andre. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So crazy. 73 years old. And like, that is a big number, but I feel like that don't seem, oh, you know, my family lived forever. We vampires. So I'm looking at him like, well, uh, Mickey's about to be 70. That's not old. It's not old. Jackie be 70 in April. Hmm. Not old at all. I already said it, but he was a Libra too. Everybody's a Libra. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, let me find my way to, to feel connected. He's also HBCU alum, which I did not know until today. Really? He, he always talked about how he went to Brown, how he went to Brown, but he got his undergraduate degree in French, something or another, from North Carolina Central. I knew that he went to an HBCU. I didn't know which one because people always listed DC, HBCU, Libra, and that was my like, oh, go off. For him, and I was screaming because Muse was like DC legend. He literally left DC when he was like one. But right. <laughs> I mean, right. Muse do not care. I called that man a native just because he was born here. <laughs> and that's fine. You're I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to tie it in. I don't it was funny because I follow a lot of girls in North Carolina 
So mm-hmm. all the Carolina girls was going off. And then I seen your tweet. I was screaming. I was like, you just kicked in the door and said, birth certificate paperwork say, sweetie. <laughs> it's really like the first thing that pops up when you search his name on every link. So I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I won't do is act like he not from around the corner. But yeah, better place, better time. I know he's having it up in heaven right now and dressing the girls for blood. (laughs) Come on, dressing the girls. (laughs) Keep Tamron Hall in your prayers. You know, that was her bestie. That was her last bestie after Prince passed. It was her other bestie. So keep Tam in your prayers. Keep Wendy in your prayers. You know, him and Wendy were also very close. Mm-hmm. Those are his real friends. Right. And Wendy not even in a place to talk about him right now. Right. So who knows what's going to happen when she get back on her feet. Sure. Keep Wendy lifted up. Kim Whitley is hosting her show all week. That's cute for Kim Whitley. I love Kim Whitley. Yeah, me too. Just black and loud. <laughs> she was on the Daily Pop earlier today letting the girls have it. I really think that I can have that boy job, but I ain't going to say all of that. Off. Speaking of, I think it's time for Muse with the News. <laughs> the Muse with the News and my mess is the best. <laughs> so Kanye being weird again, and I'm stopping caring. Like, usually I would be taking up for him and like having all of these great things to say. But it's getting weird. <laughs> He's scaring the hoes. Getting weird. Like, he wasn't invited to Chicago's birthday, and he caused a scene online trying to get in. Travis Scott apparently finally gave him the address and brought him down to the, to the park or wherever they was at. And I just don't like it. Like, I know that people could say whatever they want to about Kim Kardashian and her family and white this and white that. But she is handling this divorce and Kanye's craziness with the utmost class. Great. Her, her say one disparaging thing about this man, and he's actually losing his mind in front of us. <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. Like, first of all, you are too famous to be interviewing with some of these outlets just so that you could be seen. I won't name any names, but you are literally the biggest rapper in the world. Have some class. That's one. You punch your people in the middle of the street. You being anti-black, y'all. I'm not. And I actually like, I'm not, I'm not. But like, Beyonce wouldn't do that. I really think that if I was famous, I would be thinking stuff like that. You get to a certain level. But see, but the thing is, I think that like, I'm thinking about two shows that Kanye was recently on. And even though Kanye is a big deal and he famous, he still see himself as a regular nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to him, it's like, why not go on okay. there? Alicia Keys was just on there, so I I ain't too upper echelon. I ain't more upper echelon than Alicia. I wasn't talking about them, but you do make a good point. Well, I also was talk- I was going to also say, and Khalees was on the other show, and it's like, Kanye is do Kanye think he more upper echelon than Khalees? No, I don't think anybody can think that they're more upper echelon than Khalees because it's Khalees. But in the grand scheme of fame. Khalees is not as famous anymore. Okay. 
Like her, her being on there wasn't weird to me. I actually liked that. And they broke news with her. Kanye's literally just going wherever people will talk to him. That's not, <laughs> it's not even that the outlet is not good enough for him or anything like that. That's not my point. My point is you just yelling at whoever will listen. And that is bad. That's us. <laughs> That's us on this podcast. That's just yelling into the ether, hoping somebody listens. <laughs> but the people who listen to this know that. Kanye, is, Kanye don't know what he's doing. Yeah, mama's not. I don't, I don't like any of it. On the videos that actually got posted online, you could see him cornering Chris Jenner and like having a heart to heart with her in the middle of this party. He banging on the pinata with them boots. It's just like a lot going on. <laughs> and I feel like I'm having to take up for the aspects of the Kardashian family that I actually don't bang with. I am a fan. I do watch the show. I am interested in them, but there's certain stuff that they do that I think is weird, just like everybody else. And I oh, have, like what? The fact that all of them only date black men is weird, except for Kendall and Courtney. Like that is, it's kind of like cult-ish and it's kind of predatory. And mm-hmm. you made a good point just inside conversation. What do the Tristan's dog, what do the Corey's, the Travis Scott's, the Tigers, the Kanye's, like when they get into a room, what do they talk about when it's just them? Is it, we did that? Or is it, damn, they got us? Like it could go either way. Which one is it? My mama mama and them (laughs) said. Like, I don't know. I Prayers to the family, literally. Kanye needs to seek help. He is really, imagine if Kim ain't have no money. Like, the things that he's doing are, like, way too manipulative and very baby daddy-ish in the the same vein of all of the hood shit that we talk about that's not good for the Black community and all of this. He's doing it to this lady. Mm -hmm. If she did not have her own money and actually needed him for something, can you imagine what would be going on right now? It'd be awful, but you know. And she's over there with her hell hell high, like the Libra that she is, not even entertaining the mess and not trying to allow people to be in the business. She has yet to say anything bad about him. And he's actually cussing her new boyfriend out in his song. I mean, he's been dragging her and the family for like a year and a half, two years now. Um, and I think it's also, yeah, it's been a while. Tom don't have no bad. Remember he was on Twitter and was like, yeah, Chris Jenner is racist. Remember he was going mm-hmm. off on like, he... It's, this is my thing. My thing is this. For all the Dashian women. (laughs) Y'all know, I think that they be so wrapped up in the black that they miss the people that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Because Kim, you know, went around there and gave this man full churn. You knew that he was not on the up and up. Right. Post baby one. Why is you going back around there and having more trends? <laughs> Chloe. You met him while he was up under the baby's mother. And you shocked that he cheating and having babies on you when he did the same. That's how y'all got together. What is not clicking? Are you shocked? Like Are you shocked? You can't be shocked. Are you shocked? You shocked? Doja Cat, come on the cast. Ugh, I want to laugh. <laughs> like it's really it's it's it's. I don't I don't know what it is. Like I'm telling you, I like this family, but no, 
Chloe get the dumb bitch at a, a war of the century. I don't know. She's what. not leaving. She's not. She's, She's not. not. And I just, I would, my homegirls do not come to me for relationship advice because they know I'm going to tell them to leave. I just want to sit Chloe down and shake her real quick. She's not leaving this Because he's going to beat you over the head with words. You cannot stay in this situation. Like, it's not good for nobody. And you look crazy. Literally and figuratively. Um, Can't wait for the new show on Peacock. Wait, wait, they're doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's coming back. No, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is no longer, but they cut a deal with Peacock so that whatever new shows that they come out with will stream exclusively on there. The shows are not over with. I'm kind of burnt out from them, but whatever. Um, well, for real in the beginning, but I guess they are oversaturating. I started watching it off and on when um, when Kanye started coming on because I wanted to see Kanye on there. So I would like tap in and tap out. Yeah, and he, he had a good run. I didn't even realize how long his presence was on the show, even though he wasn't physically on it every episode. Like they were talking about the Taylor Swift back and forth today on some reruns that I was watching while I was working and whole St. Pablo era was on the Kardashian show mm-hmm. the entire time frame and that was what three projects ago mm-hmm. and remember like a few like she's been through a few of Kimberly's faces on that show before <laughs> ah. he was on there around one of her earlier faces when she was dressing bad and he yacked that whole closet oh yeah I remember that too and then she got did like two or three faces, and it was another episode where Kanye was like yelling at her about stopping to stop wearing makeup. <laughs> You're so crazy. You be sick of her. I get it. Mm. Um, and like, I don't, I don't inherently dislike them. I just, I don't think that many people do. No, there are people that hate them. Hate them. <laughs> I don't inherently dislike them. I'm just. To your point, I'm creeped out by them mm-hmm. with the black thing. And then I also feel like have this thing. I don't like women who play stupid. Fair. And, and they and and my they I I really just mean like Kimberly, Chloe, sometimes Kylie. And they're just like, oh my god, guys, like, oh, what's going on? Like, what's, what are we doing? It's just, but you couldn't live in California then, because I feel like that's just culturally how they are, whether that means anything towards their actual brain cell or not. Or not, exactly, yeah. I don't, that voice just annoys me. So I hate it more bad. when Black girls who I know wasn't raised in that do that and adopt that. Like Malika and um, the yeah. sister. What's her name? Malika yeah. and what else? Khadija. Khadija. And one of them does it more than the other one. Which one got the Malika older? is the one that's around the most. Yeah, that's Malika, right? Malika. That's with, them, mm-hmm. with that OC Genesis baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malika Scott. <laughs> <laughs> who I don't like, I don't like Malika. We have talked about them for way too long, but... To wrap it up in a nutshell, I will be watching Kanye's trilogy docuseries is coming out on Netflix called Genius. I actually can't wait for that because I need to come to Philly because um, I'm illegally inviting people over to watch it on Sunday because um, it's showing at Sundance on Sunday. So, Oh, nice. I'll d- wait. We'll chat offline. 
offline. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want to wait for Netflix. I was like, oh, I don't got this Sundance pass, Sundance Film Festival pass. I will be watching it on Sunday at 8 p.m. You are about to be working the app. When you told me you was watching stuff already, I was like, she's not wasting no time. Oh, no, I bought a day pass. So I have, I have five feature films that I'm watching. No, four I'm watching it one day, then there's another one I'm watching the day after, and then a whole bunch of shorts. I'm watching movies all Sunday and Monday. I love that. Yeah. It's going to snow here, so I might not be able to make it, but oh. I'm there in spirit. FaceTime me in. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Shut up. Another documentary or docu-series or docu-something that's coming out that I'm really excited about is this Janet Jackson shit. Can't wait. Who cooking? Who got wings? <laughs> Where we ordering from and who do I got a cash app? Because want to be there, will be there. I think that <laughs> it's going to be a big deal. Like not only because it's Janet, but because she's never given anyone a peek into her life in her what 40 something year career. Mm-hmm. Mom been out since out was a thing. She needs to run us that baby. <laughs> <laughs> The people are very interested in the genetic code of the baby doll. I want to see her transition from, like, sex kitten to Muslima. Um, All you got to do is look at um, Hood Girls in Philly if you want to see that. Yeah, it's the same trajectory, same pathway. Exactly. Get pregnant. And wrap up. Because, like, even with Janet perform now, the midriff is not showing. She's not showing nope. her skin. It's just her, her sideburns. That's all you're going to see. Nope. Neck yeah. But I personally am big on... How do I say this without hurting people's feelings? All right. I feel like there are aspects of Michael Jackson's fame and career and trajectory that came directly from Janet Jackson. And I want, to know, I want to know how she feels about that or how they will spin it on this. Because I can pinpoint specific visuals, specific dance moves, specific looks, specific everything that Mike did after Janet. The, I think I've said this on here before, but the Keep It In The Closet video with him and Naomi Campbell. My favorite Literally frame by frame, an old Janet Jackson video. It's the same video. And hers came out first. Keep it in the closet. I'm interested to see what's going on there. We're going to talk about a lot of new music. Well, new to us because we missed it. But on this on this episode, but Chris Brown's new song sound like everything else that he'd been coming out with, and I'm tired. Imagine, but imagine how tired, tired we are. <laughs> imagine how tired we are of it. It's just like, what's iffy you about told me it? Got in, listen. Yeah, I tried to uplift the name from time to time, but he not doing what I want him to musically, and it's starting to blow me. I don't need another 33 song album of this. It sounds just like that song, Pills and Potions, or Pills and Automobiles, or whatever that shit was called. Wait, wait. It sounds like that. It sounds like Questions. It sounds like all of the songs that he come out with as a first single. And people just gonna like it because he dancing down. And I'm like, no. He still didn't get Heartbreak on the Full Moon justice like it should deserve. And even the album after that, 
come together with fucking her, the plant of the industry. We didn't get that. That was a great song. You mean come through? No, that's on her album. They have a song together called Come Together on his album. Oh. But Indigo was a good album too. He made me like a song with Trey Songs featured. Love the song with him and Tank. It was music on there, but we keep getting iffy. And it's not sitting well with me. So that was really the update that I had on him. I I wonder if he feels like he can't um if he can't make songs like Heartbreak on a Full Moon or Discover or whatever singles um, because with the state of R&B radio-wise? Um, I don't think so because the smart strategy that the girls used to do, well, bigger artists like him, they give an R&B single and they give a pop single. If he would at least counteract the songs like this with the songs like Heartbreak on a Full Moon and we got to hear both of them equally, I would feel a little bit better. But we don't even get that. He can't, in good conscience, say, I'm not putting out the, the, mo- the more R&B type songs because of whatever, when Lucky Day, Masego, Ro James, even Luke James, people care about him now. They on a different they, level. They on the radio though, and they're not the same caliber of famous. No, they're not. They're not on so his. I, level. I think that's. I don't think. I don't think that's a good equivalent. You get what I'm saying? Because I, like, who I, on his level is putting out traditional standard R&B? You said name somebody on his. Nobody is on Chris Brown's level currently. But that makes me think. And, and, and why is that? Because he's putting out songs like Pills and Automobiles. Yeah, but if you are a leader in a space, you have the right to change what the trend is. I don't know if artists believe they can do that. That's on them. I don't, I don't think, I don't, because lest we forget how Usher was so quick to do out, 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 oh my God. But Usher also returned immediately after that. That was one of his biggest hits. But the thing was, we had, we were, we had to drag him for him to realize that we didn't want that from him. But That's nobody not true. No, people were reading. Well, I, from, from, because I was on R&B, R&B community on Twitter back then, real, real, real heavy. And the time I was reading him, like all of them songs he was doing, I didn't see no support. And I never heard it out. Oh my God, got played out. I heard that out. I only I only heard it like in commercials or like CBS. But I, I never heard it out. And this is when I was going out all the time. See, and, and I think it's commercial because CBS here plays Ro James. I literally heard a fucking her song that wasn't one of the songs that's out. I don't know if somebody aux was connected to because it's just <laughs> they play real R and B music in CVS and Target. In the black in the black neighborhood though. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. In the black neighborhood. But I'm saying if I'm in Manhattan and I'm in the CVS, you know they're playing like pop music. And yeah. that would be the only so like remember how I never heard Despacito before? I was so confused by that. It's the same thing. Like I only hear oh my God when I would be like in Manhattan at a, at a right or Dwayne Reed or something. I've never heard it at a party and I've never heard black people talk about it. 
Not saying they did it. I'm just saying I never heard black people be in support of it. And that everybody was reading him and was like, why is he doing this auto-tune shit? It was just that one song. <laughs> and it was another. No, it was it was another one. I don't remember what it was, but there was there was another. Um, there was another one because even when when it came out that he had dragged um, T Pain for using auto tune or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was what I was about to say. I didn't hear about the backlash for real on Oh My God until recently when the news broke about him going off on T Pain in that airplane or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. so like when it came out, it was an annoying song, but I liked it for a little bit of time. <laughs> and then Climax came out. That's the only other like techno logical type of song <laughs> I really align him with. But even if that was the case, right after that song, he went immediately back into strict R&B because you had There Goes My Baby. You had the song that yeah. for the... um. The Stevie Wonder song, like he had, he had R and B classics. After that, he had the sh- the shit with uh, Wale Matrimony that was playing at all of DC girls' weddings. Like, <laughs> I never seen him veer off of his path too much, and he's still up there to me when it comes to male R and B singers. Chris Brown surpassed even that fame wise, but it seems like he's not confident enough in the songs that we actually like to mm-hmm. put them out and test it and i don't understand that because mm-hmm. you really really enjoy i did like no guidance with drake but i mean i can only do but so much when so i know you got it girl you got it yeah um, but that doesn't that's okay, the, what it sounds. they do that song doesn't sound like every other one of the chris brown songs i'm talking about that this one sounds like they got a little more groove and move to it yeah so I just want him to, um, I don't know, put his ear to the streets again and stop whatever he's doing because we about to get a whole nother era that's just like the ones we've been getting and we not, the songs that we really like off of the project, you're going to be nowhere to be found except for in my headphones. Uh, it's, it's given very much, Tank, have a sit down with him, please. Please. <laughs> R&B general. I want to take to sit a lot of people down, actually. I could have sit himself down as well and have a talk, but... Shit, to be fair. <laughs> to be fucking fair. <sighs> Steph also made me watch Ready to Love, DC. No, it took me some time to get to the place that you wanted me to be. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to love. Sung by PJ Morton. <laughs> that theme song be killing me. I be literally in stitches because it's so aunt. But the show is on, so it do make sense. Yeah, I love it. I love her in love. Can't yeah. wait until the twenty eighth. No, can't wait till Friday. Friday's about to get me together. Ain't it the last? Of the, they only do a two part reunion, right? Everybody's and in. Then, on how much they feel like going off? Can't wait. Been watching that. Also, been watching Ladies Who List, a show. Ladies yeah. List Atlanta. The the black pivot into realty on television. My set. Cause you get to see bomb houses and mess. 
It's a new white royalty show called Selling Ham- Selling the Hamptons. Is it of the selling franchise, like Selling Tampa and Selling Sunset? Can I confirm? I just saw the little ad when I was on Magnolia. <laughs> oh, it's on Magnolia, then it's not. They're not going to dip their toe in the, in the mess. It's probably legit, like, selling, and that's all you see on the show. No, no, it's, no it's chaotic. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's called Selling the Hamptons. The girls all act like airheads that sell in the houses. It's going to be a mess. I'm surprised that Chip and Joanna Gaines put their... Um, no, it's not on Magnolia, but you know how you get like the commercials for like other shows that are in in the same media conglomerate or whatever. Yeah, because they own everything. Yeah, it's Discovery so, Network, so it's giving Nat Geo HGTV. Exactly. So it was like selling whatever. I'm supposed to be saving half this sandwich for lunch tomorrow because I don't got no groceries, but supposed to be. Gotta I eat. hated that song. You hated that song. And 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 what it's supposed to be. I hated that song. I just like Omarion. And I yeah, love you be, you be looking past Scott sometimes because of attraction. A man. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> Self awareness is key. I've been trying to tell y'all that since. So you let Drake do whatever Drake wanna do. They sent me this video of Drake dancing and the fact that I didn't read him been making Stephanie cringe. All I said was, and I'm going to stick beside it. <laughs> I try to keep Drake honest, though. I did say that this tan makes it, he's aging. I feel like he's soon going to get one of those little units that Wade the Barber and them be doing for the people, like they gave Omari Hardwick for power, because Ghost Hairline and Omari Hardwick Hairline are two different girls. Same person, different girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is a truth. Girls is funny. <laughs> That's another show that I've been watching. Power is good. Mary J is not doing her best acting, but I'm gonna let y'all live because y'all swear she could do no wrong. Oh. She, she plays a good Mary J as Monet. She's playing herself. <laughs> but the show is everything. What are you watching that I'm not watching? Did you you didn't start nothing I told you to start either, did you? Mm. Ready to love. Married at first sight is back. Oh, and just like that. Oh, no. The writing on And Just Like That is actually so fucking good. I don't know. Twitter Twitter is saying it's whack, y'all. It's a lie. It's a lie. There's actually several topics that we should not listen to Twitter about. And Just Like That being the main one. Because it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they expected them to do. If you lay out the way that the show was, you have these characters who live this like extravagant lifestyle in New York that was kind of like unheard of. Then you come out with the movies and the movies make these characters even more larger than life. The sequel of the show in its inception is literally to ground and humanize the characters. So everybody has a person of color interest in their life now because it wasn't no black people in the original show that got backlash. Okay, it's- don't say that. It definitely was. I hate when y'all say that. I actually get really annoyed. And this is why I don't do nothing that involves white people on Twitter because Twitter black people be lying. It has always been black people on Sex in the City in Friend Rose, in 
had a whole episode for them roles. There has always been black people on the show. And except for the movie, every black person that has been on Sex in the City has been in the show in roles that make sense for the type of white people that they are. I agree with that, but there's still a reconciliation happening right now because now these characters- they're, they're, they're making a reconciliation for the lie because that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they're overcompensating for the lie and because you know white people can't white people can't stand in what's the truth no more. Mm-hmm. White people are not allowed to be like we had black people on the show. What are you fucking talking about? Like this is <laughs> how you and Nir were saying in that video with that girl talking about Abbott Elementary. White people up today cannot tell black people to kiss their ass, even though there's many times where, as a white person, you probably should. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that you're absolutely right. I just think that the fact that they're overcompensating and it's not making the show bad to me is a good thing. Because yeah, some people, think, some people feel like it is is um too. I keep saying people say it's too DEI, and I'm like, well, it's black girls in the writers' room, and y'all think black girls do nothing wrong, so. Hmm. What's the truth? <laughs> I just think that the character development is insane. The way that they have aged these women appropriately, everything mm-hmm. they do makes sense to me. It's no storyline that's out of place. It's nothing that seems off. I don't like the way that they're doing Steve, but other than that, I still think that Miranda makes sense as who she's becoming. Carrie makes sense as who she's becoming. Um, I don't know if y'all, that we have listeners that are planning on watching and don't, so I don't want to give too many spoilers, but the characters that are not there anymore, it makes sense because the basis of the original show was the ins and outs of the sex lives of these women with Carrie as the, the nucleus. If Carrie doesn't have a reason to have different adventures and escapades in the city, it wouldn't have made sense for there to be a show. So spoiler alert cut this off if you don't want to hear but big being gone makes sense because what she would what she have done just been married in a nice ass penthouse move me in and go outside (laughs) and i think that's what people are also missing is that like just to kind of further what you were just saying the original show is about sex in the city women out here having sex running the streets by the time that series ends and we get the first movie everybody is married off except for Samantha. Mm-hmm. And people were bitching about the whole Samantha thing and how they wrote Samantha out of the show. I think it's perfect because if anybody has ever been a single friend in a group of married girlfriends, it was Samantha. you start feeling isolated. You start feeling like you're the only one. Like You cannot relate to them because you still you still able to and want to go Get out and um, be out all night. But when your other core group of girlfriends are married with children, that changes the whole trajectory of y'all relationship. Yeah, it does. And so people are like, oh, I don't like the way they did the, they did the whole Samantha thing. And I'm like, y'all clearly, all y'all girlfriends must be single. Right. Or because, y'all don't have friends. People don't be having friends. Yeah, or yeah, exactly, they don't. Because that is li- like literally, when you are the only one in your friend group that don't got a child, or that's not married, y'all relationship starts breaking down. I don't care what nobody say. And it doesn't have to be like a bad thing, but there is a difference. It's a difference. And I think that the way that they not even wrote her out, because of course there were things behind the scenes and like extraneous circumstances that she wasn't coming back for. 
they did it very classily. Every time that she's mentioned, it's with the utmost respect, the way that they handled the gift at the funeral. Like, all of that was everything. I don't know why we didn't talk about this a long time ago. We're seven episodes into the show now, but we're obviously going off because we're fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think that it's impeccable writing. Like, I love it. I love everybody's side character, even though it's obvious that they needed to, like, in, in introduce us to other main characters that were not like the main characters that we're used to. But it's, it, it hasn't bothered me. There hasn't been one thing that I didn't like yet, except I don't like how they doing Steve. But I know that that's like really kind of up to Miranda as well, because she's a director of certain episodes. Yeah, she's losing, she's losing me. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say, um, cause I started, I went, on the t- I went on a tangent on my own point I was trying to make. So let me. Put it in. So the original show was supposed to be about women that are, and we can keep all of this. Yeah. The original show is all about this set of girlfriends and their escapades in New York City. By the time the show ends, movie ends, everybody married but Samantha. So now we fast forward to 55 years old and there's marriage and kids involved. There is no sex in the city. <laughs> and don't nobody want to see nothing about married people having sex. So now the story has expanded to say, okay, let's talk about the hashtag interiority of middle-aged women. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that is the natural progression of the show. Because it'd be one thing they're like slutty 50-year-olds, but they're not. These are settled down, now boring women, right? And so I like that now we get to see like, this is what aging looks like. This is what like, being the fun hot girl in New York and now you're middle age, like what that looks like. And I don't feel like we've seen, I feel like anytime we see shows with older women, they was never hot girls in their, in their time. Mm-mm. And they're, and them older is given very like grandma. Yeah. And this is not, it's right. still very youthful. Grandmother, these are women who are still, you know, having some form of a social life, still vivacious, stylish, you know, and so it's just nice if you've been on the ride with them from the 90s till now to be like, wow, this is what middle-aged life is like. Mm-hmm. I and think that a telltale sign of a good reboot, rehash, reloaded, remixed, Rihanna show is <laughs> if it makes you want to go back and re-watch the original just so that you could connect things that you might have missed. Not to go back because it's better, but to go back because they're doing so well with the new shit that you feel like you need to make sure you got the nooks and crannies too. I'm a nerd about stuff I watch. Like I go to the movies to see Scream. I'm literally on YouTube for the rest of the night watching all of the theories and shit like that. And I I do that with more chic shit like Sex in the City too. Mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about starting from the beginning because e-marathons be missing shit and I need the real raw... Real deal. Oh yeah, they can't do all the cussing and carrying on. Right, and they randomly. I was I was asleep, but I woke up and they were randomly playing episode one, season one, and I stayed up and I rewatched that, and I was like, I'm gonna rewatch this show. So yeah. Well, I watched the whole entire series um, on the year the 20th anniversary, whatever year that was. And I'm sorry, I love Sex in the City. I know it's not like cool to be like living for the whites, but Love the show. Yeah. 
I know you're not a fan, but we did mention it. Abbott Elementary is funny. You okay, go, it's not that I'm not a fan, everybody. <laughs> but you will be, you will be either mad or proud of this most recent episode because they do talk about Philly a little more and it's accurate, I feel. So, so just to fill the people in, I, y'all know me and Muse are very, um, what's the word? Overzealous about our hometowns. <laughs> I think it's a real word too, though. I don't know. We what love our hometowns more than is like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I heard there was going to be a show that has black people on it about Philly, I was getting excited because I'm like, oh, now people really get to see Philly. Mm-hmm. And I watched the show and the only Philly things about it is um, Shirley Ralph 27 piece. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Garner was on there. Jim Garner's the news guy. Mm-hmm. It's like a legendary news news anchor here. But other than that, I'm like, the white lady, that is not a South Philly accent. That is a Italian New York accent. Mm-hmm. Um, the main girl um, whose show it is, if you didn't tell me she's from Philly, I wouldn't know. Did you know but she's from Philly? That. I did know she was from Philly, but you, I only knew before. Why can't I talk? What the fuck is going on? I only knew she was from Philly because of before the show. Not, but I'm saying like, but do but do she give Philly to you? Like, you no, just see not at all. Never has. I just so knew I like, she don't give Philly, so I need to run her credentials. I usually don't run credentials. That's a muse thing, but now I would have did it the first episode if I know what she was. Please, muse will find out where your, where your grandma currently live at. Listen, I'm gonna visit her and have a sit down about your upbringing. <laughs> um. And I just feel like, and, I, and like, so I talked to Nikki about it. Um, our friend Nikki is like a, a TV writer now. Because I reached out to her and was like, you know, I feel like I'm doing too much around this show because I think it's cute. I'm not falling out laughing or whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't think you're supposed to be falling out, but um, it's more. People are falling out. I don't know. Anyway. So I was like, I think I'm being too hard on the show, whatever. And then she was saying, well, you know, the show takes place at the school, so you're not going to see, like, B-roll of Philly. Because I was like, where is the B-roll? I want to see Philly. And so, like, they don't that makes sense to me. Yeah, I was like, so that makes sense to me. But I still feel like there's ways that Philly culture can get incorporated. And like I said, I haven't seen the new episode yet. I'm probably going to watch it once we get off. But, like, why is Zach Fox her boyfriend? Zach Fox <laughs> And Zach, when Zach Fox pulls up in this Bushwick hipster voice with these grills, niggas in Philly do not wear grills. Like, nobody in Philly has, is wearing gold teeth unless they're, like, Tumblr blacks that came to Temple or Penn and then stay here. Yeah. But people that's from Philly is not – and that's supposed to be her boyfriend from high school, which is very Philly because he will be together from high school and stay married. And if they don't got no kids – Y'all been there since high school, not Philly. Goals in his mouth, not Philly. Not Muslim, not Philly. I, I, <laughs> I feel like it's little small things that they could have done to make it feel like yeah. Philly. And I think the Zach Fox character was one of those missed opportunities because mm-hmm. imagine if they had somebody that was like Janelle, like with the beard, like. Yeah. 
you know a Philly nigga when you see him. Like, I think that at least in African America, we know what men <laughs> in Philly look like. We, we see them, we feel them, we want them to wear Burberry at the baby shower. Like, we know what it is. He is nothing of the sort. So I, and he's I, like I an agree with rapper going to an open mic, like, what? And he's like, I think that they're really just setting it up so that she could date everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm not ready for his voice to be so deep. I was like, everybody love Chris. I don't know his real name. Pop on everybody love Chris. That's his name to me. Black. <laughs> <laughs> it's been deep for a while. He's been on a couple other things. He was on I've never seen him in nothing since everybody loved Chris. So on the movie Dear White People, he was the nerdy gay character that's now played oh. by that um right by that that cute boy that I don't know his name either. But yeah. <laughs> What's his black name? Do you know? Gay boy from Dear Black People. Dear White People. <laughs> Black people are so irking. We're not going to learn a name. We're going to give you a name that's going to, you going to stick with it. To be completely honest, I didn't even watch the last season of that show because I'm not interested in a full musical. Nope. No. Who, who runs that show? Like, it just seemed like we wouldn't connect on any level. And I'm starting to see that in his characters. That's not good. Mm. But, but yeah, and the other missed opportunity is with the, the mom of the, of the little boy in the class. And I was like, why is she talking in this Detroit-ass accent being, like, ghetto in the way that Girls at Home is not ghetto? Yeah, it was like... Like, Girls really is ghetto. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> very ghetto, please. Right, right. But, but wasn't she giving, like, Midwest? It was another type of ghetto. Like, it, it almost wasn't even East Coast ghetto. It no, was it's, it's Midwest ghetto. Yeah, it was weird. She was from Chicago. Definitely was. <laughs> I'm like, she's from Chicago, Detroit, or St. Louis. Because I was like, nothing about her. Give like even her outfit. I was like, this is not Philly. Like, where is the tracks at? <laughs> she had a bun. I was just like, this is not the. It was out. Why is she not Muslim? What is going on? <laughs> is dog, Stephanie is not gonna be pleased until one of them kids come up there in full Muslim garb. She won't have it. She's writing the writing room now, telling them to stop. If I watch this next episode tonight and I don't see a Kimar, I'm flipping everything over. <laughs> today's ABC. You won't see it, so get ready to flip. The tables need to start shake, rattling, and rolling. <laughs> it's not happening. But there's a segment that I think you will appreciate or it'll make you actually hate the show. I'm on the fence. You know how I am when I come to, like when I introduce certain stuff, you'll be like, she not gonna like it. <laughs> well, uh, Brianna said if they say bull at any point during the season, she's gonna get mad. Oh, well, tell her don't watch this episode. <laughs> I don't know, there's a specific, we've been talking about TV for too long, but we did want to start introducing the TV segment. So this is our testing. Testing, testing, one, two. So wait, there's like this style of comedy now that a lot of shows are adopting. And I want to say it started with like The Office and Modern Family and Arrested mm -hmm. Development where they break the fourth wall a lot. This is the first Black show that has made that its theme. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's why the stuff is not like super slap your knee fall out funny because it's like smart funny that principal is not smart funny though that principal is better her job it's, oh 
Oh, love the principal and <laughs> real person is Janelle James. And when I lived in New York, I would go see her do stand up all the time. Like I loved it. She's nuts. Like the way she act on the show. That's how that's she really act. how she be. Like She's she would do her stand up. She'd be like, "What's up, y'all? What is going on?" All right, so my fucking kids. Like, she be like, my kid's bad as shit. I'll be over it, but then I'll be like, fuck it. I'm gonna go do a show and just not come back. Fuck them. They know how to make it. Call it out. I don't... She makes me hate her character because it's like, damn, you're not good at this job at all. And don't care. And don't care. And still gonna get paid. Like... <laughs> Ain't that how it be? It's, yeah. That's another thing. Like, we have teacher friends they be identifying with this shit. That makes me feel bad for the youth of America. You know, my mom was a teacher and a vice principal, so I know the inner workings, and it's sad. That's why sometimes the, sh- the show actually be making me a little sad, like the last episode where the bitch was just asking for the fucking rugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> the little boy the didn't have to get their own stuff because the school district not giving them nothing. Listen, if y'all want us to continue this little TV time that we do it, because apparently everybody in the house and they well it should be and watching TV. It's a it lot is. of good shows out. I also finished started and finished this show called Yellow Jackets. It's a kind of supernatural set, but it's a good storyline. I don't know. It's stuff that's out. But I guess we can go to the now plan. We didn't talk about TV enough. <laughs> ah. Or do you want to take a break and then come back with now plan? No, let's talk about nail playing because um, <laughs> you guys, I have turned a leaf. Yes, I was surprised to see this in the notes. You know, spinning spinning the block can be good sometimes. Mm, it's not my ministry, but... Well, spinning the block musically. Okay, okay. Because um, I loved what was that? What was that? The FK Twig song that first came out, and the man was choking her in the video. Pacify. I be pacify. That song was a moment, a a, a feature, a a movement, a moment in time, a cultural reset. Loved it. Yeah. Subsequent music, I was like, "Girl, you're putting me to sleep." It's giving drama memes. I literally fell asleep standing up at her set during Afropunk, but baby, she woke me back up with Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Capri Sun. I used to work them boxes of juices. Oh my God. <laughs> just didn't stand a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I love that she's finally giving us some boppies because all that slow music <laughs> It don't even be slow and sexy. It be slow and sad. Yeah. And I think that it's cute that she's the weird girl. But sometimes I'm weird and I be like, I don't get it, (laughs) y'all. Like, I can't even explain the weird. So I'm glad that she found a way to make it palatable to people who didn't understand what the fuck was going on between Poppy Pacify and this. Because I was confused. Like, when she was sliding down that, like, pole from heaven to hell and then people were saying <laughs> Lil Nas X has stole her swag. I was just like I don't know what y'all talking about but I don't care for the song so it don't matter. <laughs> I love him you say he don't care for something. It just It's a nice way to say I don't like that shit. Yeah but it's just so old and black. It is. <laughs> you know, I don't really care for XYZ. It's the manners in me. But 
<laughs> this is also on my now plan. It's kind of the only thing new that I've been listening to. I did give the weekend's new project a chance. I don't dislike it. And I, I don't like it either. I don't usually uplift the name of Abel, but <laughs> the only gripe I have with this new project of his, because I didn't listen to the last one at all, so I don't even have anything to compare it against since Starboy, which I did like Starboy too. This album, is it does that thing that they were doing back in the 80s and some people still do it now, where they try to make 80s sounds and 80s music seem like it's futuristic and it's not. Everything sounds like Daft Punk, that's fine. Don't make it seem like that's the new sound because we heard it before when we was babies. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not new. It's great. I, I do like it a lot. I like the theme. I like the concept. I like all of that. I think that the video, the visuals have been really good. He's starting to look better, but maybe I'm just single. I don't know. <laughs> but I like all of those things about it. I just, it's not the type of thing I'm going to go back to. So I didn't really list him as... <laughs> in my now plan, but FKA Twigs, Tears in the Club, Oh My Love, Ride the Dragon, music. Yeah, it's music. And you know, after having such a hard time these last few years because of Shia Lover, <laughs> I am happy that she seems to be finding some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. I also feel like she's finding black. Do you, do you feel that way? I agree, but I didn't want to say it and hurt the girl's feelings. Like, not, <laughs> not you, but people in general. Because I think that some people like holding their artists in that. Like, they like to stand outside of black and like transcend race and shit like that. But no, them British girls be just as black and ghetto as everybody the fuck else. It's just very different on, on their side of the pond. But the videos, the, the interludes, like everything that has come out seem like the right type of pivot for her. And I do think that culturally that has something to do with it. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not forced. It doesn't seem contrived. I like it for her. I'm glad the girls need to come home, you know. She got Sean Bankhead doing choreography. Sean Bankhead is famous as hell now. Let's talk about that. He literally doing everybody's stuff. He did a Katy Perry video recently. As he should. He's been working so hard. He deserves. What are your favorite tracks off of the FKA project? I'm not I can't I can't say a favorite because you know I need to give things a few more runs i only did one full run um but i'm looking at it now it's a great shower soundtrack just take a long shower wow that's what i was listening to when i was in the shower and i was jamming yeah she had me almost slipping and falling they can't get up um let me just press play you know also when you're listening i don't remember the exact name mm -hmm. so pause i need to make not pause it but you know what i mean cut this part out Right. But I think it's I think it's Oh My Love that really took me to Oh My Love is my favorite as of right now. Okay, that wasn't what I was thinking about, but I do love I do love Oh My Love. No, which one was the one that was like fast? And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> I'm sorry. 
you probably not looking, but Janira just texted us and said, I want Brittany off the Wi-Fi and caught her in the arms of a therapist and the Heavenly Father. Enough <laughs> is enough. <laughs> no, it, I want the conservative back. She says she may not have needs. <laughs> she may not have needed conservatorship, but she needs a watchful and listening ear. Janira is church. Um, yeah, I can't pick, oh, okay, so I love, because I like all of the songs, so I can't pick a favorite. I need to listen to it two more times in full Lena. Right now, the songs that I listed off are my faves, like I really like Ride the Dragon, I really, and she just came out with a video for that one, and they're dancing like crazy people in front of them steps. They almost got kicked off the front of them steps. And then, I love Oh My Love. Oh My Love sounds like the music from Cassie that I know nobody listened to but me. I don't know how to explain You're always alone in so many things. <laughs> I love that you're discovering this now <laughs> at this point in our friendship, but it'd be a lot of stuff that don't nobody do know, say, feel, or think but me. <laughs> and I'd be, you know, just standing, sticking beside it. I'm, look at the screen. But no, there is a full couple compilated mixtapes come on compilated compiled mixtapes that fans put together from unreleased cassie music that sounds like some of this fka shit and then her actual released rockabye there's certain songs on there that, re that are reminiscent of this sound so i like that fka twigs is allowed to get away with it because they didn't let cassie and they didn't let a marie nope this is very much so 4 a.m on the holland is like that it's in the same vein of that music that randomly came out that nobody cared about but the group chat well when we get famous we're gonna make that um we're gonna make that a marie mixtapes that came out platinum yeah we'll get famous and because we're famous people are gonna let's do whatever we say and we're going to say, run it up, because these songs are fire, and people are going to run them up, and then she's going to give us visuals, because she's like, oh my God, people care now. Right. I actually love breaking people into those two EPs of A. Marie's, because a lot of people just don't even know that they happen. Just like I love breaking people into Azealia Banks's actual rap songs, when she's not mm -hmm. over top of a house beat, and it's like actually real grimy New York bitch music. Because people don't know that it exists, and they just write the girls. Oh, New York bitch music. You knew what I mean. I, I like to put the cover of the EP, of the Amory EP, in the um, in the R&B thing on Twitter and see if, if anybody um goes up besides us. Now that I'm in there, I'd be looking at everybody like they're crazy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's like. You know how I felt about Clubhouse being in the R&B rooms and arguing with the people that didn't know what they was talking about. Sometimes I look at the topic of conversation in the R&B Twitter community, and I'd be like, I don't really have to be here. They don't you know. All they do is post songs and ask people to suggest songs. Mm-mm. Where do you be seeing people having, they don't have no conversations in here. It don't give like conversation, but it also don't give draw my attention. I'd rather just watch the gays flirt with each other and act like they not fucking. That's more I interesting. Oh yeah, no, it's not interesting. People just posting songs, and I like that because then I'll be like finding new people that I never like listen to, or um, I'll be finding out like deep cuts from artists that I do like that I didn't know about. So that's why I'll be like in the R&B Twitter group. 
I'll stay Everybody's being nice. <laughs> they do. They, no, they do. They do seem nice. I haven't seen any arguing, but I have seen some like, you know how you walk into a room and then it's like, oh, I don't got to stay. What's up there? Oh my God. But we also need to have a collective moment of standing. We both alluded to, this is also like the plot twist of 2021 that I didn't see coming. It's a couple plot twists on this episode because me being a Santana fan, like fully, is also strange. But Alicia Keys' new project deserves something. I don't know whether it's flowers or I don't know what it deserved, but it deserves something. I was trying to think of another F word. It was going to be funny. I might go back and redo that. I wish more of y'all listened to us so that we could do a full album review, but I don't think that people would really care that much to mm-hmm. sit through us talking about it for an hour. But and I think I'm it would be weird for us to come from summer to <laughs> I'm sorry. She can't be the next one. <laughs> we need to stick with somebody who's less polarizing, doll. So the album is interesting. So for, for folks that don't know, so first she put out a project called Alicia last year that had Kali all been through it because she's obsessed with him. They're like obsessed with each other. They don't do nothing without each other no more. Yeah, and now she has this project called Keys and also has Kali all up and through it. But what's interesting is that it's two versions of every song on the project. There's like the broken down lo-fi version and then it's the loud noisy michael made it versions of the song right which is not something i ever knew that i needed from her but like i like i like her showing her own versatility by doing it i like the idea i don't think mike will was the right person to make the beats that's fair I also like the originals better than the remixes or whatever. The originals are fucking fire. The there's fuck, maybe, like, there's this, maybe only one Will version that I like better than the original. But them originals are fucking bomb. It's so crazy. Disc one is the girl. It's like, oh, well, if this the album that you wanted to make, you should have just made her. Yep, and then just put the song with, with Khalid and Lucky Day on there. On there, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Best of Me, first of all, there's no such thing as a song called Best of Me that I don't like. Uh, Best of Me, for it to sample Sade, for it to also kind of like allude to that era of music and not sound pretentious, Mm -hmm. is something I didn't know that Alicia Keys was even capable of doing anymore. Mm-hmm. It surprised me on this one. I like most of the songs. I did it. Somebody told me I wasn't going to like track one or two, but I like those two. Oh, Pusha T. And Skydive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like build up Billions. Billions is everything. I like Billions a lot. Um, I like Love When You Call My Name. Mm-hmm. Um... Old Memories is sad, but it's just so well done. Huh? Old Memories is really sad. Um, Is it insane? Like, it's songs on here. No, it is. And there's this one song. I can't remember which one it is, but she thinks that she Duke Ellington. And it really just takes me to a place. Is it that King Cole song? No, it it sounds, you would think that it would be that song, but it's not. 
I don't know if it's only you or daffodils or it might be isn't insane. But it's real jazzy tap. And I like it a lot. It sounds like it's from the Harlem Renaissance. Like I'm at the <laughs> table with Langston Hughes. We going to home together after. <gasps> Not taking Langston. Y'all ain't see the face I just made. I. <laughs> I gotta sit up straight. <laughs> anyway, the uh, song with Kali and Lucky Day is called um, Come For Me. There's a video. Y'all should watch it. Lucky Day is not letting the girls go into studios without him. Yeah, no. Even who all gonna be there, Lucky? Yeah, that's always gonna be there. He he be in the studio more than Chris and Mila J at this point. Listen, eight hundred songs on the hard drive that they walk around town with. Now he got a song with at this point. I mean, he with him and Masego have done something with everybody. We like Masego be with every girl. <laughs> him and that saxophone don't leave the house without a girl <laughs> it's giving who can I call today like I literally cannot think who is oh you know who, who Lucky don't got a song with he has, okay he don't got no song with Summer yet period <laughs> <laughs> cause that sound like his next victim like she went <laughs> up his alley oh yeah but I will say, let's talk about this very briefly. This is a sharp pivot. But y'all, this is why we got to bring CDs back so we can do our due diligence and read the credits. Now that I know what Lucky Day real name is, <laughs> he's, a, he's a consistent member of, of Mary J. Blige's writing camp. Yeah, he be in the room. Like, he's written on her last, like, four albums. David DeBrand. Some of our favorite songs. Huh? And some of our favorite songs. Well, y'all don't like Good Morning Gorgeous, but it's too aunt for the group chat. It's but... too aunt for the group chat. But the aunts love it. And you know who else was singing it on um, her IG stories the other day? Carisha. JT. See, I knew it was one of them. Their ladies <laughs> are old women. <laughs> I don't understand. You would never expect them to be as intricately involved in our community as they are but they be right there good morning gorgeous is the type of song that like women who watch being mary jane and say that my son is they is their king and all of that like they drive a nissan ultimate like that is them women type of music definitely my music there was a video of shirley ralph in a bathing suit like on a on a like um on like a ledge some like a state or whatever and she's like posing around it and good morning gorgeous is playing <laughs> like that don't make no sense for on one hand one side of the internet that's what's happening and then on the other side you have carisha and jt on live singing the same song mary <laughs> j really won at life <laughs> she did i give her the hardest time but i can't take <laughs> nothing away from that lady from cheryl lee down to jt that's a it's, a video with, it's a video of this man listening to it on TikTok, and he just starts bawling, crying. I, I seen that, and I had to change. I, I cut my phone off after that. That's too much. 
Why is it that it's not this like, one gorgeous is touching the dolls and 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 Lucky Day is laying for all the way to the bank and not giving it to his baby mom. Um, <laughs> so that's not the song. Allegedly, because that is my boyfriend now. And I want I want these allegations to be clear. We're starting to talk about him as much as we talk about Tanasha, and I don't like that. No, that's never gonna happen. Are we kidding? <laughs> He's been on every episode for a while, doll. I don't know, but um, there's no one like Nashi whose new video is coming out. Um, it'll be out by the time this episode come out. But and we'll be standing in abundance again and again and, and again. again. X marks the spot, and they can't you find it, okay? Uh, she had questions. Do you have the answer? Hmm. I love um, it. also, before we move on and take a break, before we do the sight see, mm-hmm. I want to shout out um, two of my Twitter mutuals because I've also been enjoying their playlist. Um, Shalante Jones, hey, bruh, <laughs> um, and Inga, hey, doll. Love them. They are some of my favorite Twitter mutuals. We don't know each other in real life, but we are sisters in music. Um, and I think I think both of us, I know Inga do, but um, I, I think Shalante do too. But anyway, um, I love all of their playlists. Like, Shalante is bomb because, as, as I said, like, at the end of the year, I always try to catch up on projects that I didn't get a chance to listen to. And she literally compiles like the best. Uh, she does quarterly best of for the year. Oh, wow. So um, her like 2021 playlist really helped my side of building this episode, this part of the site. So shout out to Shalante and Inga just fire. Like <laughs> know everything about music, fire, bomb, take good pictures, her IGs is all popping. Like it's dog world. Sounds like my kind of girls. Yeah, you will live. You should follow. Run me the stuff. Send me the playlist. I love the new people. Um, I forgot what I was. Good morning, gorgeous. Oh, uh, uh-uh. and on that note, it's break time. <laughs> I, can, I cannot. I just don't know why that song vexes me so. I can't wait to text the group chat like seven a.m. Good morning, gorgeous. Tomorrow. <laughs> 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 if I wake up to a text from you that says that, I'm blocking you. <laughs> Get ready to block, dog. This coming tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to the break, y'all. I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
Why would you wear Shein like that? You were just buying this to buy because it's no reason. No, Stephanie, these pants are bomb, all of them. Oh, sh um, send me the link so I can see. Okay. Shoe Shein, shirt Balenci. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that video? Marnie on my body, Balenci on the sneakers. <laughs> Never mind. Talk to him, Tan. Good morning, gorgeous. <laughs> it's that, not a bad song. It's just I. I can't do it. I feel like I'm not in the age bracket for her yet. But but what I'm saying is we not, but it's still a good song. Like I can acknowledge it's a good song and and it's still be I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna let the silence be even more awkward because like all right. All right, y'all, we back. And it's time to jig. Jig what? Jig or low. Uh, my hands up high, my feet down low, and that's the way I jig. I jig hey. See, that's a recipe. <laughs> Okay. Okay, are we ready to talk? What are we what are we discussing in this episode, Saeed? So this is the in case you missed it episode. And we will be slicing all of the shit that came out last year that we paid Nucci Gucci Pucci Emilio Pucci. And it was actually bomb. Cause some of the stuff I didn't even know came out. And when I revisited it, rehashed, remixed, rehonored. I was like, rehash, remix, Rihanna is like the funniest thing. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's some people out that I need to pay attention to. So, Steph and I compiled a small list each of some of the newer girls. And by newer girls, we just mean albums that we didn't talk about that much. Last year was a bomb year for music, but it was really easy to get into the cycle of talking about the popular people because they were doing the most. Like, since 2020, the tennis court with Chloe and Halle, JoJo got three albums, <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan been on the tip of everybody's tongue, the tip of my tongue. Dang jagged at you, Trina. <laughs> so it was just like, I had to hop out of that spectrum and like, let Spotify do its due diligence. Because Spotify is still a really key source for me when it comes to music discovery. And it'd be people out that I don't even be knowing that they out. So you want to run down your list or you want to do every other one? How you want to do it? We could do every other one. Give the girls some variety. Okay. All right, you go first, doll. Boom. So I have heard this girl so many times because of TikTok, because of different commercials, because of shows and shit. And I just never knew who she was. But the songs, she's got a couple songs that are semi-popular. Her name is Audrey Luna and her album is called A Liquid Breakfast. The popular song she has is a song called Comic Sands with that Jack Harlow boy. And then there's also a song called Damn Right. And I know you heard this song before, Steph. I'm gonna play a little bit of it just so that I don't sound, feel like I'm crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna play this one. I haven't heard it, but maybe I need to get on TikTok. You know, I don't be on talk like that. Not I'll be on the talk like that. Well, come to find out, this lady is. First of all, she dressed down. <laughs> Let me go to her IG. She dressed down. She's she's of Asian background. I don't know her actual ethnicity, and I don't want to miss miss race the people. I'm sure that's not the word either, but I don't want to do it. Wraps down, actually sings very well, dresses, visuals be on point, and straight through, it's no skips on this project. This little girl is everything to me. I've been listening to her nonstop outside of FKA Twigs for the past like two weeks. I love that. Um, wait, I'm still trying to get, get, get to the IG, the clock, the garments, because you said she dressed better than everybody. And I don't really compliment the people's fashions, so, but she has a, a, a little, like, it's some oomph in the way that she dressed. I like it. Oh, yeah, she, we know how, um, no shade, the Asian girls be, um, Tina Everybody, yeah. I didn't want to play up her, um, being, like a jiggy Asian, but they be dressed. Yeah, she decent. Yeah. So I'm Very really excited funny. to see what comes from her. In the age of like Euphoria High School, I feel like I can see her doing very well. It just sounds like the soundtrack to all of what the new girls are like coming out with and listening to, but it's something a little different about her and her skill set. Like her wordplay is crazy to me. Her beats, her production, like I said, her visuals. There's this one video she has where she's just standing in the middle of this pool in this bomb ass little like construction tailored like mint outfit. And then she did the Mila J thing with her braids, but they stretch out across the pool. I was like, okay, who is this lady? We love Mila J. Where is she at? I ain't seen Mila J since Holiday Free. I don't like not hearing from Doll. And I I, I like the way she dressed, so I'm going to clock in. Yeah, and that's all it takes. A little visual, a little, you know, fashion. Um, my, my first up, um, in case you missed it, is Rochelle Jordan. So I've been hearing Rochelle Jordan's name for centuries. Yeah, but man. honestly, y'all, the, the way in which music be coming out, especially in the streaming era, it's just hard to keep up and, like, I've been meaning to listen to this project since it came out at the top of 2021 because Trevor was like incessant about it. How is Trevor? He's great. I mean, he's Trevor. You know, Trevor's normal gift. He's great. <laughs> I love Trevor. We were, we were a debriefing about FKA Twigs. Oh, cute. Um, so, um, yeah, and like, Trevor don't never steer me wrong. Like, that's one thing. Like, there's certain music people that I will listen to anything they tell me to. And I know I'ma like it. Um, and yo, it's no skips. Like, yeah. not to do the comparison game, but you know how I used to be a big Colella stand, but I didn't like the album. Mm -hmm. This gave me what I was wanting from Colella on an album. Interesting. Cause the last I heard from Rochelle, her music sounded like Aaliyah, honestly. 
like it sounded a lot like Aaliyah, but I that was I was still living in Atlanta, so it's good to hear about her progression. Yeah, it's it's definitely giving Kalella energy. So if you really like that sound, have a ball. The album is called Play with the Changes. Um it's just, I mean, it's hard to even say like what my favorite song is. Let me see what I told Trevor my favorite song was when I first listened to it. <laughs> um I need to check it out. I haven't, I, like I said, I haven't listened to anything project-wise from Rojo since maybe. Oh, Count It is like so good. Um, so good, so good. Oh, I think that's all I was being crazy about. Oh no, something. Every much um, Situation. Dancing Elephants, Lay, oh my God, like, um, the whole project. Yeah, and, and I think I said on Twitter that, like, she gave us a, um, a, like, Black Lives Matter song that sound like a whole anthem, and I love it. <laughs> I did see that tweet, and I know what you was talking about. Yeah, it's a song, Lay. Y'all know I don't like all that uplifting music, but it's like, she knew how to uplift a Black man in a way that wasn't corny, like. I like that for her. Her hair be bomb. I was looking at pictures of her earlier today trying to get some graphics to yin yang yang, and hair, hair, hair. Like, you know we lyric children, so I wanna read the lyrics. Cause it even sound deep, but when you hear the song, it sound like she like, come smash, like. But the lyrics is, um. The world is so cruel, then I think about you. That's why I can't watch the news. I can't watch the news. Ain't nothing new. Your head is always on a swivel. I like it better on my pillow. I like it better when you go, because when you do, one thing's for sure. It's like they always out to get you. The feds is out to hit you, or the world is switching up on you. Young black man doing all he can. There's no risk when you're right here in my hands. Real safe, can we talk about our plans? Cause channel five got me going out of my head. When you leave, I'm hanging on the ledge. Yeah, I can't be without you. So just lay, lay. Cause you safe here with me when I'm watching you sleep. So lay, cause you safe with me when I'm watching you sleep. I need to listen. Sound like something I like, something I want. Right, and I'm like, she literally talking about lay up under me nigga, but like, because they shooting y'all. Like, yeah. that's like the undercurrent. <laughs> Not to derail. But did you see all that shit that came out about Jeannie or Jenny from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I did. That is actually insane. And she was trying to call Mary Cosby racist because Mary Cosby is crazy. But she really didn't know that what she said was racist because she's a nutcase. But Jeannie ass is actually out here talking about if you listen to the cops, you won't get shy and all of this type of stuff. Excuse me? Yeah, she's not going to be on the show next year. No, she's not. She's definitely not. And I didn't have no issue with her at all on the show. I thought that she brought, like, a little fire. She dressed better than um, Jen Shaw. So I was like, oh, okay. Come on, the better Asian. <laughs> it was a battle. But now, I guess I got to be Team Jen. Mm, 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 mm. That song it's is... The Rochelle Jordan. Her demise. Next on my list, 
is randomly a singer from here. His name is Rum Gold. I talked about him before briefly on a few episodes back, but we be talking too much, so I really don't remember what I said. <laughs> All I want to say is this man quite possibly might be a musical genius. If I had to give you somebody he's like, I would say it's like Serpent with Feet and James Blake, but like also mixed with a Gibeon. Oh. His, Wait, is this the boy that um that Janelle liked? I was uh, and you was like, oh, I like him. Like I, you, oh, I like that artist. I don't know. Oh. He's had a couple projects before, but his album Thicker Than Water came out in 2021 and I kept seeing it but I just never could get you got to be in a specific mood to listen to his music because sometimes his lyrics are very very gut-wrenching and he goes deep into the like the story of love and heartbreak and all of that and I again lyric children his stuff be hitting me hard the first song is called what's the name of that damn song the first song on the project is called follow the lights right follow the lights lyrics <laughs> we'll have you following the Lord. Like, let me read a quick one, two sticker. Yeah, mom, number one, thicker. But like I said, from DC, graduated from Berkeley, lives in New York somewhere. Because <laughs> the people we love to live in New York, they don't ever want to stay in DC. You say, y'all need to move. It's getting on his nerves. I don't know. I just feel like New York is over with, and I keep saying that. But the first, like, stanza is, I go blind if it meant that you could see. Oh, baby, I promise I would drown tonight if it meant that you could breathe. Oh. Excuse me? That's a lot. And that's the first thing he said out of his mouth on the album. Yikes. I promise I would die if it meant that you'd be free. Like, and he... He sings in a falsetto very heavily, but it's not annoying. It's almost like that's his actual voice. Oh, cute. So I don't even, I couldn't even give you an up and down because even when he goes in the different levels and like chambers of his vocals, it's still in what sounds like false. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that speaks to his instrument because the boy can really, really sing. Um, he's one of the, my favorites out of like, it's a lot of, oh, also gay. You know, I love gay. So. You know I love gay. <laughs> that just amps it up. It ups the ante for me in every way possible. Black gay from DC. I gotta stand. Like we are the same. Wow. So check him out. He has a few projects before that, but this one I think is really getting noticed. Uh, Vice and Voicey both just did like features on him. So I think that he's about to start getting the shine that he really deserves. A singer. That's all I can say. A singer. And a cute guy. I don't think he's like not too broken hearted. The songs give heartbreak. But he oh, deserves yeah. on a full retro. <laughs> so my um next album is uh from the artist named Genevieve. It's called Division. This is another dancey project. I know everybody was wrapped up in Pink Pantheress. Um, so if you like her you will like Genevieve um, her project was just so cute and bouncy and fun 
Um, shout out to Vic. Vic is the one that was like, listen or not, or um, get down and lay down, basically. So I listened, and you know, I was listening to a few more a few more times because you know I don't trust no first one time listen. Um, and I love it. It's fun. It's light. Um, it gives some. It gives the girls something to dance to in the summer. Come on, turn. Okay, so my favorite song on the project is Baby Powder. I love it so much. What's your name? Um, but I also like Nowhere. I like the title track. I pretty much like, I like pretty much all the songs. Um, but those are like my standouts. It's kind of actually hard to pick because they, they are fun little jammies. But that Baby Powder just do something to me. I love that song. I've seen her a lot and never tapped in. Like, I think that I used to get her confused with somebody else, actually. And no so- shade. She looked like um, all the other, like, mixed-y girls. It, it, Not to be offensive, but they all had the same aesthetic. Yeah, Mahalia did something to her face, and she looked like Genevieve now. Did she? Let me go look. It's either she did something to her face or she got a new makeup artist, because you know the makeup be the doctor. <laughs> Come on, makeup be the doctor. Um, yeah, people be looking different. Be a Oh, t- t- so first of all, I didn't talk about couples community because the community of couples been getting on my nerves. But Bia and this new boyfriend might win couple of the year for me. They look so nice together. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, they do look nice together. The couple I don't want to be a thing is Chloe and fucking Gunna. That's a, that's gonna annoy me. You're furious. Yeah, I am. I don't want to even talk about it. I'm seething. Not seething. <laughs> Wait, it's on me. Yeah, so I so shout out to Genevieve. You're up, Muse. <laughs> it's on you. I'm looking at the hell your face changes. She it is she, it is different. She used to look. She heard that woke Vicky girl favor. Excuse me, but yeah, they do, and she is Vicky. Well, Vicky is not one of them. Miss. Oh, she because she don't she don't look as woke Vicky now. The eyes are smaller. The teeth yeah, something, something is definitely a foot. Yeah, mess is a foot. I will be down to the get down. You know I'll be on the YouTube clocking the girls' garments. And by garments, I mean cosmetic surgery. Yeah, there's definitely some, there's some tapping in happening. The outfit of the skin. So next up on my list is a girl I've also talked about on the show before, Anais. Her project is called This Is No Longer A Dream. I first found out about her because I'm one of those people who just let the colors performances just play on loop. And she popped up and I heard the song before because it was on Insecure, you know, it's my favorite show. So I was like, oh, this is her. I wonder what else she got out. And she, her whole project is bomb. She got a song called Reverie that I love. She's got, I just made a playlist. You love anything called Reverie. Tinashe. <laughs> it don't take much. Uh, if I had to give you, like, again, trying to give you somebody who she sounds like, she doesn't really sound like this person, but the music could go in the same category as, like, a Mariba or a... them girls. I actually have Mariba, them. Miriam Maribas. <laughs> Her name is just Mariba if it's Mariba. Yeah, well, you said it all grand. <laughs> I thought it was Mariba. I thought it was Mariba. Child, we probably both wrong. 
that's usually what happens when black people can't agree on the spelling and sounding out of something. That's not how you say it, no matter what neither one of them say. But the titles of her songs do everything to me. The song that I heard first was Vanishing. Like I said, I love the song Reverie. She's got another one that I love called Chew, C-H-U-U. Undulations is a good one. It's bomb. It's like Mariba and Cleo Soul mixed. Mm, okay. But like not annoying because Cleo Soul's most recent project was real. I am woman, hear me roar. I had a baby and now that's all I want to talk about. Her, her song topics are not annoying at all. And she's got some people on her project that I never heard of that it made me like try to get into like Topaz Jones, Chronics, Jay Prince. I had never heard of, I'd heard of Chronics, but I had never heard of Topaz. And I like listen. Topaz Jones, he, um, that's a film club, but Topaz Jones released a film. I'm blanking on the name, but he released a film last year. So check that out. Oh, bomb. See, everything connects. It's, the world is small. <laughs> but yeah, she's got some music up under her. I'm interested to see what's going on what'll be up next because she's not super duper popular but once you get this plug from Issa Rae then you kind of out of here that whole soundtrack be famous by the time the next season come out well it is by the time the next show comes out long live insecure Uh, (laughs) um my my next person is um so Muse, let me do my two people because I really want to yell as a family about Santana. Okay. Um, so Amber Mark, I also been hearing that name, hearing the name like crazy, but I never really was like taking the time to like kind of um clock in. But thanks to Shalante's um I think it was Shalane say that um had uh one of her songs on there. I was like, let me let me see what this little young John hitting for. And it's weird because the project isn't showing as a project on um on iTunes, but it is on Spotify. Um it's weird because on Spotify it's separate and together. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the project is allegedly, because I don't know if this is true, this is just how it is on Spotify. It's not like this on iTunes. It's called Softly. Um, and I love the song, What It Is. I love Worth It. The title track, Softly. I love Foreign Things. It's just, y'all know I'm over the trap drum, toxic, whatever. And she does have some of that on the project, but I just like hearing the newer girls do... <laughs> Sounds of your <laughs> newer girls. Shut up. That is funny to me. <laughs> but like, yeah, what it is is so cute. I love it. She has a colors that came out, mm-hmm. but she didn't pick none of the songs I like to do on the colors. So that kind of bummed me out. I'm like, who's on your team, girl? Let <laughs> me amuse on there. But I really do like the project. I think it's really cute. It has a cute vibe. Um, and it has standouts. So, clap into Softly by Amber Mark. But just in case, I'm going to run through the songs again because for the iTunes children, it's What It Is, Worth It, Softly, and Foreign Things. 
and worth it definitely is a self-esteem song but it's not cheesy or corny it is I was which like, most of them are and I, I don't like that kind of stuff on the spotify version there's a song called competition that i like too oh okay but it's weird because like i said the oh break- wait no, i have heard competition yeah i did listen to that i didn't really like that too much no shade for him <laughs> it's weird because softly has a popcom remix like there's the way that it's broken out is strange i don't know whether that means the label didn't solidify whether it was going to be an ep or singles or what but it's broken up all weird across platforms across platforms <laughs> um and my last one is um Tara smart and drones okay now. i like this project i'm sorry it's go, go, go ahead let me hush go ahead me just unleash no. <laughs> <laughs> unleash is funny no i just really wanted to uplift the song with smino and Aaron Ray. Morning. Mm-hmm. Morning something. Aaron mm-hmm. Ray is the doll. And I've been trying to tell y'all that since the beginning began. Every feature that Aaron Ray is on do something to me. Second best lips in the industry after Lil Nas X. But <laughs> Morning or whatever the title of that song is. Let me go look at it so I can It's stop. called This Morning. This Morning. Everything. I love that song. That was all. I wanted to go off about that real quick. You could finish that. Um, no, that's definitely one of my top songs. There's a video um, out, too. Huh? There's a video out now, too. Oh, it is? I need to watch that. Um, I love Channel Trace, personally. So I mm. love Trap with Celeste. I'm not familiar with Celeste, really, in Channel Trace. Um, I love anything uh, <clears throat> James Fauntleroy and him and Kim Burrell and Robert Glasper have a song on there together. I do. Um, so we don't really like Kim Burrell because she be letting God be true quickly, but <laughs> can't deny the vocal that lady sings. <laughs> and uh, so there's another song on there um, called Evil Eyes with YG and some girl named Malaya. YG is kind of, I'm not into California rappers. I don't like California rap, but the Malaya girl brings the song home for me. Like, I love that song. Who brings the song home? And the single was um, the single was the title track "Drones" with Kendrick Lamar, James Fauntleroy, Ty Dolla Sign, and and I love this song also because y'all know I always bitch about how Ty Dolla Sign used to be a soul, uh, neo soul artist, and how I hate what he does now because he knows he doesn't sound like himself for when he was in that group Ty and Corey, but he definitely got his Ty and Corey bag, and I love that. Because I love, I hate California rap, but I love California R&B. This is the group that he needed to do that with. Yeah, yep. Because he's all the California artists. Yeah, like if he was going to ever bring that sound, that semblance back, he picked the right batch of girls to do it with. I'm surprised you ain't uplift the song with Leon Bridges. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I didn't say that. Sorry. I love the song with Leon Bridges. Y'all know I love Leon. Y'all know I'm on his line musically now. Terrence Martin and Robert Glasper's put out an album a day, but this no, is for crazy. real. Terrence was wearing my ears out. Like, dog, give me a break. No, for real, it's like too much music. There's been several projects of his that I just missed because they came out too soon after something mm-hmm. that I thought I had a break from, and then it's like, oh, I can't even go listen to nobody else, girl. But. <laughs> This this 
is probably one of my favorite projects of recent of his. Yeah, can't keep up. Don't even know what what recent even means. Fair. Um, because nonstop. But I love this project, and also too, if y'all haven't listened, um, Terrence Martin and Robert Glasper also was all up in that Leon Bridges, uh, twenty twenty one album. So the only thing about that song is D Smoke Fine Self. I love him, but the rapping in Spanish is starting to get cheesy. I don't. I've never listened to a song that he was on. He can rap, but then and he go into Spanish, you be excited, but it's like he do it every song, so it's like, all right, wrong. <laughs> you want him to leave that to the Malumas and the Bad Bunnies? I mean, get on the song with him while we at it, no shade. Yeah, because that would uplift the star. Cause I mean that's cute. That would be a cute little thing. Little he liked the Lamar, but but famous. Because you know Lamar and <laughs> <laughs> be speak out, I speak out. I cannot like Ooh, can you imagine D Smoke find self and Lamar find self speaking Spanish to you in a room? Just saying. <laughs> I am not often speechless, so there's I'm gonna tweet about this dream I just had. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say, but I think that we could collectively yell about our last, in case you missed it, artist of 2021. It still don't feel like it's 2022, y'all. I'm sorry. We've been, we'd have had three episodes to close out the year because it just still, it feel the same. It's, it, yeah, it's giving same. same. We were basically in February talking about 2021, but the music was good, so I'm not mad. It just goes to show that the girls were letting us have it. Were. I noticed that I say doll and the girls the most when I talk to you. <laughs> well, because we, because we got doll from Ron. Right. Ron is your best friend and I live with Ron the whole pandemic. Right. Ron's like the only person I saw during the pandemic. That's true, actually. <laughs> But then I hung out with Jamal, shout out to Jamal, and he says doll a lot. Oh, Jamal. Like, there's so many stories that I can tell about, but I won't. He says doll a lot. And I was like, it's crazy that you say it so much because I feel like outside of being with Stephanie, I only say it to certain people. And it was like, I had to get adjusted. I don't know how to explain it. But I think everybody might say doll now because of that little TikTok girl. The tussle Let girl. The dolls be dolls, please. <laughs> the dolls are dolling. <laughs> Y'all have got to get on TikTok. I'm sorry. It is the funniest shit of all time. You don't gotta be on TikTok because I watch all the TikToks on Twitter and Instagram. Because everybody Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls. Be dolls, please. It's like she's being. <laughs> she was really getting us together, actually. Like it was, she wasn't being nice <laughs> at all. It was a list of demands, <laughs> and it came out of nowhere. Just her and her selfie stick. The selfie stick is really what be taking me <laughs> out. Like, I don't even know this girl name, but I followed her with the quickness when you sent me that video. Let dolls be dolls, please. 
the please. It's like you're not really asking me, you telling me. But and you said like, please to be nice. Like, first, and then she started walking like, I gotta get t-shirts with her face on it to say let dolls be dolls. I have to. Wait, imagine, <laughs> imagine if Mark Jefferson were to see that video. <laughs> Mark Can you Jefferson imagine? would literally be crying for 40 days and 40 nights. Like, oh my God. Be dolls. Oh God. Please. I will let y'all hear this somehow, some way, because <laughs> come on, some way. Somehow, some way, because I know y'all listen. That's like what the fuck are they talking about? But it's funny and y'all gonna laugh too. Yeah, I'm actually gonna watch it as soon as we go up and just start sobbing. <sighs> I mean, but what a good segue into our last doll, the doll of all dolls. Saucy fucking Santana. Bitch, keep it playing. Excuse me? I didn't know that he could rap like that. Marnie on my body, Balenciaga sneakers. <laughs> That's my shit. It is a good project all the way through. I have favorites, but it's a good project. He rap hey, better you know, than Superheroes. Everybody I mean, likes Santana because he gives the Florida dance, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he gave us rap on yeah. this project. Yeah, he really did. Because sometimes, sometimes, I don't need the rowdy rah-rah, dancing, shake your butt music all the time. Like, that's not, I don't listen to stuff like that in the house. Right. But he got songs where he's, like, rapping in a normal voice. Didn't know you could do that. He don't sound like, Carisha, please. Like, he don't sound like that all the time. Right. And he vacillates from, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it without being problematic. But he has he has a more masculine pitch that he goes right. into. That I'm just it just shocked me. And those are some of my my favorite songs. It's like you can actually get into what he's saying a little bit more. I probably don't. I I might have to take that out. I don't know how this works. I, I think you did well this time. Okay. <laughs> but it was like when the project first started. Because I was listening. It came out the day I went to Atlanta for Nichelle's birthday. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I was listening to it on a plane, and the first songs, I was like, okay, this sounds like regular Santana. But then when that beat came in, he was like, I've been there bitching, y'all can't keep up. Talk your shit, but I won't get touched. Killing my wrist, yeah, that shit going bust. Trying to sell the sauce, but you doing too much. But yeah. you running your gums too much. Do you think that Wake Em Up is a, is a like a sneak disc to Roller Ray? I do personally, <laughs> but he said that it's not. Mm. So if y'all still are like, what the fuck are they talking about? I know y'all know who Saucy Santana is, but maybe towards the end of last year, everybody kept quoting the Shisha song. That's where this project came from. Shisha was the lead single off of his project, Keep It Player, and Keep It Player got cuts on it. I randomly like Here Kitty Kitty. I like Spoil featuring Beat King. I randomly like Beat King. I don't know. Oh, Beat King. And he got a song on Beat King album, too. I like that. Because people was being homophobic towards Beat King, and he was like, well, Santana, he's like, well, Santana on my album, too, so fuck y'all niggas don't listen to my shit then. And I was like, I love that. Yeah, I like B-King. He seems like a nice man. 
Yeah, I like him. I would want to cuddle with him. He's just big and warm looking. Um, like not in the sexual way, in the like, um, in the like weighted blanket way. Like he, he looked like a weighted blanket. <laughs> you know. I just call this man a, a, a accoutrement for the bed. <laughs> he is. He looked like a weighted blanket. Um, but okay, spoil you is definitely the only Florida song that I like. If she got good for sticky for sport. <laughs> yeah, and that was the one thing I did want to call out. I like how. All of the songs not like even really about him. He be uplifting women a lot on this album. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it is really just him championing his homegirls. And I love that. So wait, what's your favorite song? You said here, kitty, kitty, spoil you. So my two favorite songs are On My Body and Wham. Oh my body is ghetto. Now wham. Oh my body is ghetto. Watch me do the dash. You're ghetto. You're ghetto. Talking about on my body. No, Wham is a fucking hit. Yeah, Wham is that girl. Like, oh my god. Hey, people. Bitch, you can't dress. That's my favorite part. part. That's my favorite part. You got to dress. Bitch, you can't dress. He said, like, I don't care what they say. Ha, 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 ha. I'm laughing to the bank. I know that's right. Now, you know who I, who I went through that album with? Caleb. Searching <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. I'm we were screaming at each other about this project. That is hilarious. So, my favorites are Too Much, Wham. Um, lit bitch. Of course. Um, pesos, because I love the way he used the ASAP Rocky peso um sample and keep it player. And them is really the boy songs. Like I kind of feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm I'm like being a traitor to my to my gender, but what is gender in 2022 anyway? Yeah. But the boy songs I love. Like Tana was talking, talking his shit. He really was like and more hardcore than I expected. I don't know. It's just like, it, it shook me. I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that I was softening to Santana being a musician and not just like a figure. But he's talented. Yeah, he is. And he's a nice guy. Like, I watched um, two radio interviews he did, which you should definitely watch. Evan had put them in our chat. So mm-hmm. look in the links, part of our chat. I love this. He's a nice guy. A Libra. And he has a really interesting backstory, like come from like a good family. Um, his dad was like in jail, but the mom was still like upper crust in her mm-hmm. ways and was like real churchy. He's from New York, or no, from Connecticut. Connecticut. And then they moved down to Florida and he was like, he just wanted to be bad, so bad. So he just was rebelling. And then he became a drug dealer. Yeah, I remember that. I do know that part of his background. And like him talking about how he was like the cunts with nails and everything, but was trapping with niggas, like, that's such an interesting story, and, like, what he talked about, I was like, damn, that's really interesting, because you don't hear about that. Because, like, all you be hearing about is, oh, black people is homophobic, the hood is homophobic, but I'm like, these niggas was getting money with him. A lot of people need to watch rapper interviews, because you would be able to dead some of that, some of it. 
Because like even we talked about it before, um, Young Thug's interviews couldn't keep a, couldn't really get a word out edge wise. But when I did understand what he was saying, and we did have his faculties about him, it didn't seem like he really was the quintessential like normal archetype of a drug dealer either. Mm-mm. And they let him run Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. and he's got pictures in 2016, 2017 in pleated leather skirts and drop socks to his thighs. So, I mean, like, and love Elton John. That is his doll. And besties with Elton John. That's right. so random. <laughs> All because Elton John's ex lover's name was Jeffrey. Right. Like, people <laughs> be in Atlanta. Weirdest shit. Um, but yeah I love Santana I think this project is so good I really hope that he fleshes out with more singles because everybody now I think sees him as like a TikTok children but he really (laughs) is a good rapper yeah like there's music on here that needs to actually be respected it's not for play it don't sound like we always do this I feel like certain music don't sound real Santana mm-hmm. music sound realer than that music that we be talking about these rappers come out with and it don't sound like it could even be played on the radio. Like, it's not a real song. Lil Uzi got several songs that don't sound like nothing. And this full Santana project sounds like something to me. 1942 got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about the comments, they are not on your side. Listen, not. And he don't be lying. It's like... Libras are inherent truth tellers. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Yee! Music wanted any reason to bring up Libras. That don't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. It's hilarious at this point. It's just, you know, for the show. Oh, it's for the show. But um, yeah, Santana did his thing and I love him. I'm wishing him the very best. Give us some more singles. I want um, videos. I want a tour. I would go to one of them little Ricky Dink clubs and I would definitely watch. Like he's good. gonna get bigger stages soon. I can feel it. But them clubs be fun. They be having a ball. Let the yeah. pandemic subside a little bit and I'll be right in there too, doing that dance with the hands in the in the face. Listen, I'm so sad. Be- Not the hands in the face. Because I really want to be at R&B night tomorrow. Because I know RL going to be in there being fine. and Being, being fine. First and fucking foremost. Ooh. And um, we was um, we was doing our warm-up to um, Butter Love today. And I was like, oh, my God. This is the sign I needed. <laughs> oh Did you make them play that? No, I didn't. We got that butter love, baby. And you know, it's a black studio. So on the part of... You got that love, I wanna try. All the black girls were singing. (laughs) Love stuff like that, though. It be camaraderie in music. Yeah, it be camaraderie in black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, that was another episode for the books. Wait, we have a new segment to close out the show called Seth's Final Say where I give words of inspiring wisdom to take with you until our next episode. And today's final say is, y'all, rest, chill. Let the year start yearing in February. Do not rush to get nothing accomplished. Just rest. And what? Dress. (laughs) Steph thinks she Jerry Springer. And be COVID safe. Yeah, wear your mask. 
It is a fanatic. A fanatic, baby. <laughs> Somebody has got to get that little man checked out. I'm sorry. It's not okay. And he just be exploiting himself all over the internet. That thing is nuts. He need a dedicated A and a hug. <laughs> I ain't going to even tell y'all who we talking about. Y'all will figure out. A fanatic. I cannot believe he said that. He said, I'm not saying. Y'all, the show is over. Why is he going off? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I just don't like that. Anyway, I pop <laughs> I'm crying because you're really upset. I just, it gets worse and worse each time. But the thing is, don't be serious. Do. Flush it down cause I'm 